Views and opinions discussed are purely those of the individuals who have shared them with us and are not to be used without permission. We may discuss some medical topics or items. Do not take this as medical advice. It is purely for information and entertainment purposes only. All right, welcome back. This is episode 11. Uh, Danny and I have been gone for quite a while, so we're just going to take this episode and kind of catch everybody up, talk about boards, talk about what's coming up next. Um, So let's just get into it. You had part A's right after Christmas. I had part twos. How were A's? A's were... um Better than I expected. Uh, I took a whole month. I took five weeks to study. So I started January 10th. Yeah, you and Nav both. Nav was in his yeah. room isolated for a very long time studying for that <laughs> test. So I all of, so I took three weeks off for, for winter break. I yep. didn't do anything. And then uh, as soon as we came back here, I started studying for yeah about four to five weeks. And I think because of that is why I could say they felt better than I expected. Um, man, but just overwhelming the first, I would say the first week was just overwhelming for studying because you have so many resources from people prior mm-hmm. and you're just trying to filter through and like mm-hmm. what's worth it, what's not. So like I had this thing in my head where anything that's over 50 pages, I'm not looking at like <laughs> smart. <laughs> if, if it was 50 or under, I'm like, I'll keep it and take a look at it. So I combined those and I ended up having like a mega document of like 450 pages <laughs> that I would just search and use and uh yeah so i think they went good we got to wait like another three four weeks for results and then uh part b's from there when's part b's may 14th oh right right when we take part fours same day right that's kind of crazy how that spread out for you guys i mean it's nice you have a lot of time but our boards are so jam-packed like part two is february 19th part three is amputees march 19th and then part four is may 14th or 15th yeah there's pros and cons to that it's nice yeah, it'll be nice to be done, uh, for sure. It's just, that's a stressful six months, you know? Yeah, but you guys are also offered, I feel like, more frequently. Like, if you want to skip, let's say, part twos that you just did last week, when's the next time you can take them? June. Okay. So, it's like every six months for part twos and threes. Um, mm-hmm. And then, or maybe every four months. Maybe every four months, because I think it's offered three times a year. And then... Um, part fours is offered twice a year because it's in person so there's like the yeah. practical part that we're studying for we're practicing in coops class right now but um yeah that one you can only take twice a year which is your similar to your part c's right yeah part c's are offered uh two times a year may and october i believe part a's are offered only february and may hmm. so and then b's are offered three times a year it's weird it's weird it's yeah it's kind of a weird spread um but yeah i'm just doing them as the the earliest dates i can possibly do them i'm just taking them nice um i'm so ready to be done with boards yeah (laughs) so ready to be done that was actually my first i guess you can call it a standardized test it's my first uh yeah because we didn't really have them back home for uh undergrad or anything and I didn't take American boards, so this was my I first was like, say, yeah. real like big test. <laughs> and I think it went well, <laughs> so we'll see. I say, based on what you guys talked about after, it sounded like it went pretty well. Yeah. Um, again, we had a lot of people prior to us uh, that took it prior tell us kind of just what to expect and the depth of the questions and how they're formatted. Yeah. And so that, that, that helped a lot. And um, 
there's actually this tutor guy that is out there that does uh, tutoring for Canadian boards specifically. And he, he's had a few free seminars where he's talked about like what they like to ask mm. and what they don't like to ask. So I went to that and luckily I had some things that he had said. Uh, like For example, like they don't ask a single question on Krebs cycle, glycolysis. Nice. Like, like, like non-existent. We had a lot of that on part ones, yeah. man. That was not You fun. guys have sections for each, literally each class we had in yeah. school like yeah. biochem microbiome we Very have true. we have like they give you a breakdown and it's like three percent of the test give or take one percent so either four between two and four percent on microbiome or biochem and then the embryo histo- histology and immunology are combined as a three percent wow <laughs> so it's like it's like nothing they really emphasize anatomy yeah anatomy and neuro that's awesome that's what it should be i feel like even the, our part twos were a lot of stuff that it's like, why is this even on boards? Yeah, like, they're clinically relevant. Yeah. Uh, the Canadian ones, from what I heard. So nice. And from that first one, yeah, they were. Well, do you have any tips for any Canadian students that are listening as far as um, what to do, how to do it? <clears throat> Hit me up, find me, email me. <laughs> I'll talk to you in person. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to speak for other people, but I know I needed that month. If I didn't take a month to study, I don't know how I would have felt. Yeah. Um. Mind you, because we're doing it, what, we're in year three, almost done, and we're being tested on year one stuff. So True. Um, you had to go back removed. and re-review yeah. it and relearn like, it. Yeah. I don't, you don't deal with origin insertions daily or tracts daily, right? Yeah, you don't think about it. You don't think about them. Yeah. Right? So for me to go back and learn all that stuff again, um, yeah, it was just kind of needed that. So, yeah, I would say four weeks is good. There's people that said two weeks is fine. Yeah. But that's risky. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I'm took, not taking that chance. <laughs> <laughs> I took two weeks for two hard weeks for part twos. Yeah. And I, I felt like even taking the test, like I studied as hard as I could have. And if I would have extended it longer, I still wouldn't have been able to answer some heard. of the questions. Like some I of the heard. questions were super strange. I heard you guys talk about that all week. Uh, everyone feels like is up in the air about that test yeah it's weird even the people that took it uh before, w- you guys. before us like a couple months ago felt like they all failed it and then they ended up all passing so because you guys do curves too right one and two are curved yeah and then you need to hit like a minimum score as well like See, that's 375 800 i don't know i don't quite understand how it works 100 yeah. percent, but i know there's a curve and that minimum score of 375 out of 800 so they definitely set you up for success. Right. And I feel like if if the general consensus is, you know, everyone feels the same way, and then that curve kind of helps. Whereas ours aren't graded like that. Ours are, it's funny, you go to the site and read the grading part. It says it's not curved. And then the whole thing it tells you what happens. So like Cairo, Cairo's from all over the country come meet for like a weekend and go item by item on the test. So it's 220 questions. And they they set a score, and then they have a it's called a psychometric psychometrician psychometrics okay. Okay. is the, the the field yeah and that person comes in and reviews everything as well so it's like there's it's, a lot of uh, subjectivity there it yeah sounds like yeah you would think it would just be like hey there's 220 questions here's the right answer here's the wrong answer yeah you need X amount of questions out of 220 yeah but it's not like that and it's on curves so interesting. Well, I'm well, sure see, you did. I, like, we don't know what we need to pass. There's no averages or anything, and so what's a what's a passing? School? Who knows? That's weird. You go. So to you don't even cycle. know what you did. It's like, a, huh? Yeah. 
and that's the thing. Oh, it also says if you, uh, you get four tries in oh, your lifetime, right, in your lifetime, right, 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 right. In your lifetime, right. So, and then they also just tell you if you pass or fail. There's no, hey, you did good in these kind of questions. No scores you, on each no, category. No, so even if somebody, let's say, wasn't successful the first time, they wouldn't know what they did good on or what they did bad on, which is pretty shitty if you ask me. That's fair. That's fair. To be honest, though, I wouldn't. I looked at some of the scores for like part ones, and like, I would have been better off knowing, not knowing what not I did. I mean, I passed, right? I had no issue passing, but it's like, all right, that was a rough section. <laughs> and then you have some of our classmates, of course, that are like uber competitive, and it's just yeah. like, oh, I got this score. It's like I don't. don't I don't know. I would like to know, know because there's certain questions I can tell you I felt better on. Yeah. Like I felt confident walking out of like, oh, like I answered the anatomy questions like this or whatever. That's fair. So it's like I would like to back that up with I got saying that hey you did do good on these questions or but also if you're trying to do the test again it's like wouldn't you want to know hey i need to maybe spend more time on this part of the test that is true that's true or I, mean, I guess that would that's what makes it nice because in the american board you can retake certain sections certain sections whereas up to a certain number yeah yeah ours is there's no sections it's just two test. sessions it was a morning session afternoon 110 questions each and it's all the subject matters are all like scrambled up and yeah, jumbled, yeah. so interesting it, it, it's yeah it's crazy it's the tests are totally different. Yeah. It sounds like. <laughs> well, I'm sure you did fine. You and yeah. I have seemed to put a ton of time in. So I'm sure you guys did great. Um, what's next, man? Well, so update. We're in 11th quarter. Almost done. Almost done with 11th quarter. We have another quarter on campus and then we're going preceptors. So we'll chat about that. Um, but yeah, we are at the point of finishing up our credits for clinic. outpatient mm-hmm. clinic, which feels great. Mm-hmm. Um, but then preceptor, what's your, what's your next steps? Um, so preceptors is all lined up, ready to go. It's going to be back home. Um, it's, uh, I don't know if I want to say his name. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but it's, 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 a, it's a chiropractor back home who I've shadowed a, a bunch. Um, got in touch with them actually through a family member. And the last two years I've gone back. Every time I go back for break, I try to link up with them. Nice. Uh, so we establish a relationship. So, uh, yeah, he has a multi, he's the owner of the clinic, multidisciplinary clinic. Um, got a PT massage, acupuncture and kin all under one roof. Um, yeah, so I'll be going there and we discuss, you know, whether or not I could, I'll be treating or be able to adjust. And, uh, he's going through the correct legal hoops to get that done. So I will have a chance to, um, you know, be hands-on. Good for uh, for that part of uh, the program. That's a big deal because you don't some a lot of places, especially in California, that don't get yeah. to treat. You hear a lot of horror stories about students that don't get a treat or they're yeah, just doing like front desk work, and it's like and that's, that's like, a waste of time. Yeah, because you can. I mean, it's important, but you can kind of gather all that information in a week of doing that. Yeah. Versus you got eleven weeks. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he's paying like a fee to the board, and I guess it allows me to work under his license, and then. Um, I've kind of discussed it with him. I've, I've made my own kind of plan for those 11 weeks because shadowing, I mean, I've already done it a bunch with him. And even he said like, you know, after two full days of shadowing, you're kind of seeing the day to day. Yeah. So, um, he gave me kind of, uh, he said I'm allowed to like, you know, shadow some of the other practitioners in the, in the office. So I kind of want to make a schedule where I spend some time with the PT, spend some time with the kin, acupuncturist and, not more so, not to learn what they're doing, but 
observe what they're doing. Obviously, I can't do what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> but more so to learn um, how they all work together with the Cairo, Cairo in office and what the relationship is like in terms of like referrals and all that, right? Or what they'd like to see um, changed, mm-hmm. right? And then um, I got, I know I want to spend a couple of weeks with the front desk for sure, learning uh, all the billing and all that. Good. Uh, just because there's a little difference between ours and down here that we learned. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's like kind of have like a map planned out for a couple of weeks at a time what I'm going to do there. And uh, that's it, man. Excited to be back home. When are you going back? Because I know end with of, us end, being done in credits, we're going to be done in clinic quite early next quarter. So Yeah. I'll probably stay till the end of the quarter um, just because we got some stuff we have to be in person for, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. We'll be done our credits pretty early on into the quarter, if not end of this quarter. Yeah. And uh, you know, Palmer, there's small things to do. <laughs> like we got, <laughs> always, hours, to, we got hours to meet. We got QEs to do. Um, yeah. We'll see if these x-rays get done <laughs> this quarter. That's a good point. Right. Good so we point. got requirements that need to be completed and... Um, so, you know, I'll, I'll stick around and do those, but, uh, yeah, I'm not going to completely stop treating either. Cause again, I yeah, don't want like, don't a, lose their skills. I don't want a period where my hands aren't working. Yeah. Um, but I'm definitely going to reduce the number of patients and just kind of give the people below us, um, you know, their chance to share the wealth a little bit. Exactly. Right. Like, what am I going to do with <clears throat> 20 patients when my numbers are already met? So it's like, give it to somebody else <clears throat> and, uh, maybe do some like mentoring. I know. Some technique class teachers have asked me to come by. So nice. Again, keep the hands going. There you go. That's what awesome, about you? <clears throat> What's your plan? Uh, I'm going to stay in <clears throat> the area. I've got a preceptor lined up in Los Gatos. Mm-hmm. He works with a bunch of athletes, and so it's kind of the practice that I kind of want to model after. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he will also let me treat. I'm hoping to – his whole process is kind of get into – Get into appointments and start doing soft tissue, shadow soft tissue, and then you can start taking over adjustments. Right. So I think that's a pretty quick process, but if we're going to be out of clinic fairly early next quarter, I would like to start shadowing by the end of next quarter. So then by the time I'm in 13th, I can just start like... Just start adjusting. Right, adjusting. Yeah, Um, that's cool. So that's my plan. Um, Hopefully he'll let me do that. We're so far out from that still. I mean, even now we're still two months probably from that taking place. So... He's a very kind of like in the moment kind of guy. So if I catch him at the right moment, then um, hopefully that'll pick up and come through. But he, I got lucky enough that he even let me or agreed to let me preceptor. I lined it up like in November of yeah. last year for like June of this next year. Does he so not like, normally do it that far up? Well, he hasn't. I don't know that he's had a ton of preceptors to begin with. Okay. Um, it just seemed like in the conversation we had that it was one of those things where he was just kind of surprised us so far out. Mm. Um, but I was also in the mindset where I just kind of wanted to get it nailed down. So I didn't have to worry about it. Cause you, you hear about upper quarters now <clears throat> that are going or should be going to preceptor next quarter and they've got nothing lined up. Yeah. And it's like, wow, I don't, I'm glad I got mine set up. Cause I don't want to be like that in and that have situation, that situation yeah. going on. Um, I was the same way I did mine. And yeah. So I, like I said, I've been shadowing them a lot over all these breaks, but this last break, this winter break is, when we agreed that we would do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and he does have a new associate doc that yeah. started in January as well. So I think there was some hesitancy there of having me be um, 
a preceptor with when he has a new doc as well. But he said that's cool. And yeah, just having it. I, I wanted it secured because I am going back. Yeah. Like, so I wanted that secured. But yeah, you're right. There's there's people that like kind of wait last minute. And it's, yeah. Let's talk it. about the process of like finding a preceptor. Um, because yeah. I know like with the people that have some of the issues, they seem to not be as easily networking you, mm-hmm. s- you hear them kind of just see them kind of just sitting in clinic and not really going out shadowing and all throughout the program all the teachers say go shadow go shadow go see kairos go see different offices go see um, what different chiropractors are doing and that's kind of how i got mine i went and shadowed this doc once and then i had him speak for an organization that i w- was a part of am a part of um and it just was like this is a no-brainer and so just kind of that networking is what worked for me but kind of touch on the process for you and what you think would be best for people. So, obviously, prior to coming to Palmer, I had some. I had been going to a chiropractor for like at that point, what, 18, 19 years, right? Um, and then the chiropractor I'd been seeing for the last like seven years is the one that I um, kind of gravitated towards the most. And mind you, I was getting older, so like I kind of knew where I was going. Mm-hmm. So, he's the one I went to in terms of. Um, I guess being a mentor and then that kind of started the trickle effect where I right before I came here like right like a month before I went and just shadowed another doc that I'd he had mentioned mm-hmm. right so that's that's number two now and then at my time at Palmer just honestly chatting on Instagram finding pages of docs that are back home um, even some out here just saying hey you know I'm a, I'm a student at the school this is the quarter I'm in and just saying I'm interested in shadowing if you're allowing it. Yeah, I think that's huge. I think students listening to this, take advantage of your student status um, as right. much as you can because docs are willing to help out students. Docs are less likely to help out other docs Yeah, because you're now competition at that point. Right. Um, so just keep that in mind when you're trying to think about this process of shadowing. Take full advantage of that student status. Yeah. But don't be afraid of, uh, I guess the DM version of cold calls, like yeah. cold DMs. Like yeah. you do not know this person. That's okay. Yeah. Send them a message, have a, create a template message and, and yeah. just insert their name on the top. And then that's it. Right. Just kind of let them know your student, what, what point of the program you're at. Um, and that you're interested in honestly, like Justin said, they're way more willing to help. Um, they go above and beyond. And even, even like last week, I just messaged uh, a Palmer alumni that works back home she posted her office and I was like, Hey, nice office. And I just wanted to know actually what kind of tools she had around in the office. Cause I was getting ready to buy some certain things and she got back to me like right away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> that's the, the interesting new thing, or at least to me, like, like you said, the cold call version through Instagram, like that's kind of a huge route of communication now. Like the, the Cairo that I am going to preceptor for, that's the only way I talk to him. Yeah. And he even told me, he's like, Instagram's the fastest. He's like, if you email me, you text me, I'll get back to you when I have time. Instagram, I will likely respond <laughs> when I have time, but that's like his first route. He's like, that's the fastest. If you want to reach me, Instagram's the way to go, I which say is it's, interesting. Yeah, I, I would. I think calling it the fastest is wrong. Well, I think in his situation, I think this is a, obviously a, a he's solo. He's justifying the fact that he's always, he's on, always on Instagram. Because yeah. a text and an 
Instagram DM go at the same speed. Absolutely, Let's be real. absolutely. I it's, think he's checking Instagram his... way more than he's checking. Yeah, his messages. yeah, yeah. And that's fair. It's it's his specific, specific. Yeah. Uh, situation. But I just mean the fact that like you're going out and you're like instead of emailing or yeah. calling docs and trying to have the conversation, you're starting the conversation on Instagram, yeah. which is something that I'm not really big into because i've never done that personally but like that's a great route i've never thought about just randomly messaging people on instagram yeah i can see why they like it too look let's put ourselves in their shoes um the person that's messaging you can quickly you know scope their profile see what yeah. kind of person they are that's very i'm true. sure that happens every true. time before they reply they're like let's see what kind of person this is like you know is he posting pictures of beers and <laughs> you know partying or yeah you know yeah, yeah. so that's true um so yeah maybe that's Instagrams. another tip is uh make a student slash professional instagram account i didn't but i also don't have dumb stuff on mine so it's okay i was gonna say i think it depends <laughs> on what your instagram consists of i think right. if, if you have like an okay instagram i don't think you should it necessarily hide yeah and it shouldn't matter but i also have seen those like professional ones that have like a single picture you know right. what i mean Where if you're not like, using it then it's kind of yeah. weird too so it's like oh what's this person like hiding uh, yeah. or trying to create and don't get me wrong, it's a great thing to have, especially for the future when you do need it. Right. Um, and I think even in 12th quarter, I think we have to create one or something like that, something like or, that, or they yeah. want us to create something like that to like start that process for our business. Um, but yeah, I just think it looks a little suspect sometimes when... It's like a professional page with one photo. With one photo. Right. Or you're trying to push some, I don't know, some yeah. random stuff that just doesn't seem to make sense. So it's just like make sure everything's in line with what you want and what you're trying to do. Also, don't have a bunch of like stupid pictures yeah. on your personal if you're going to start reaching out that way. But yeah, just my my perspective, my opinion. Another funny thing is, uh, <laughs> I, like I said, I had that template message that I sent to like a bunch of docs mm -hmm. or whatever, right? And then hearing the replies back and like the total shift in like tone, like I'm talking all like, you know, professionally nice. And then like they reply with like this super laid back tone and i'm just like oh like that's how we can talk now yeah all right cool it's cool right it changes it I it think, changes it like the second message i sent i was like all right i'm talking the way you're talking now like i'm not, I'm not i think instagram else. helps that though right because like yeah. an email is going to be super uber professional usually right. most of the time or super short i've come in across email exchanges where docs are like one sentence at a time it's like i appreciate your your time you're busy but like is this professional yeah no i can see that that because in a short a short email kind of looks different than a short DM. Absolutely. <laughs> right? Absolutely. So I think that's just a wavy... I don't know. This is interesting, actually. That's like, I think that's like a psychological way we've been conditioned is like email super formal. Yeah. And DMing is not. And then yeah. like, think about it. How many clicks does it take to open an email? It's the same clicks it takes to open a DM. But, if not but, less. But again, one we call faster, one yeah. we call slower. Or yeah. I don't want to open that one today. Yeah. So it, that's interesting. But anyways, um, yeah, don't be afraid to reach out to docs. Um, and like I said, this particular doc I'm preceptoring with was is the Cairo for a family member. Yeah. And that family member had actually the way, the way the whole thing started was that family member mentioned that I was going to school, mm. and then the doc was like to her, "Oh, well, tell him to get in touch with me." Yeah. So then she passed his name to me and then I found him on Instagram and that's when I just said, Hey, you're so-and-so's chiropractor. Nice. And that, it just kind of started like that. Okay. So it was very, I guess, informal. Yeah. And it kicked off from there. That was about two years ago. Yeah. And yeah. And then I just started following, like I, Instagram has so many, uh, has a better 
search feature now. Mm-hmm. So you can search almost by location, I think. Now. Yeah. So you just search your area or where you think you want a preceptor and type in the word Cairo and see what pops up or clinic or wellness or health right. or, or, and just start following these people. Yeah. I like their photos every every day, right? Yeah. I like their posts and it's just kind of letting them know like, hey, I'm there. Let's talk a little bit about, so what we haven't, we've touched on kind of the process. What we haven't touched on is like usually the purpose. Right. So a lot of people <clears throat> use preceptors to kind of get their foot in the door with someone they want to work for after. So if that is not necessarily the case for either of us, I, I may be speaking. No, nope, you're, right, you, you're right. For me, I'm going to end up opening my own practice. So for me, it's more of an, more of an opportunity to learn as much as I can, keep my hands going and see how practices run more of a cash based practices run. So you got to understand what your purpose is when looking for a preceptor. If it is to hopefully find an associate position, that should be a question you ask at some point prior to accepting a preceptor is, Hey, is this, is there an opportunity for work after? Yeah. Um, I don't know. What's your situation? So I'm with you. Um, I'm not, so I'll backtrack back. I asked that question. That was like one of the first things I asked. Right. I was like, if I preceptor here, is there an opportunity in the future? He flat out said, not at the moment or not that. Yeah. Not at this, not today when you're asking me and I don't see by the time you're done preceptor, I don't know about the situation then. And then the fact that he had brought on now an associate, mm-hmm. obviously I know now not, but I could, <clears throat> I, um, all the other stuff kind of outweighed that to me. Cause I was like the experience I'm going to get from him. Yeah. The relationship me and him already have, um, just seeing how busy that clinic is. And it is everything that I kind of envisioned myself having to. Yeah. So I was like, all right, big deal. I'm not going to get a job after this with this guy. There's so much I can still learn. So like I put away that part of it. And that's, I guess another piece of advice is you're not going to find that perfect preceptor that right. you want to, has everything that you want and then says, Hey, you can also work here. So you might have to give up something. Absolutely. Right. And there'll be the opposite where somebody says, yeah, you can work here, but then you're like, this is where I want to be. This isn't the kind of way I want to practice yeah. or th- I'm not going to learn as much as I thought I would from him. So it's all up to you. It's a personal preference. I just know that I sh- I'm not hurt or yeah i'm not gonna be struggling if this guy didn't give me a job yeah right yeah and uh, and then sorry the last thing is that we have 11 weeks with this person right this preceptor so things can change yeah absolutely things change in time it was just more of a something to think about when you're going through that process because i know a lot of people will will have that in mind and so Think about where you want to move. If you're trying to move somewhere, if it's home, whatever, whether yeah. it's with your mentor or just there's a lot of factors to consider, definitely. Um, but in the end, you got to do what's best for you and find the spot that's going to allow you to continue to grow and potentially set you up for future success. Yeah, And that's why starting early, the process is beneficial, too, is because you might have a few no's or yeah. you might have a few yeses from people. But then you're like, hmm. I don't know if I really want to go there. It might be too far. It might be in a different state, whatever, right? So it's good to have, like, you know, plan A to, a to Z almost. Yeah. Um, yeah, and the more time you give yourself, the more, you know, chance you'll land with somebody you want versus, you know, starting that process maybe <laughs> a quarter before or maybe a month before the 
deadline <laughs> and then you're just like oh damn like this guy said no now where do i go yeah and they have it set up at least at our school for like catching the students like yeah so like we had we had to apply for preceptor what this last quarter beginning of this quarter i think and then end of january i think we did yeah and then yeah. next quarter we'll have to have to actually have the information and have the preceptor doc yeah. have all their stuff filled out by a certain date so there's definitely like catch points in the program for it at least for our school but it's always something that you should be thinking about once you hit like eighth, ninth quarter, if not even sooner. Like, what are you going to do after school? Because by the time you get to ninth quarter, things I mean, start moving fast. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I'm surprised that we're almost done. Like, we have like seven months now. We graduate September 9th. Yeah. So we've got six and a half months left of school mm-hmm. with breaks included. So it's getting crazy. Yeah. It's funny. I have two deadlines. I have our graduation deadline and when I move deadline yeah. <laughs> or, uh, or times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's funny. I, people are always like, well, when you're back, and I'm like, I'll tell them when I'm back. When I'm like, I'm not technically done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like still three more months after that. Yeah. But yeah, no, any questions, if you guys see us in the hallway or something, or you guys know our personal Instagrams, you guys can text us or. Yeah, just reach out. No big deal. Yeah. And even for boards or preceptor, I feel like we can help in that situation. Yeah. Me more American boards than Canadian Canadians, boards obviously, but uh, yeah, we can definitely provide whatever information questions you might have. Yep. Well, let's wrap it. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, guys, for listening. 